February 29th, 2024. We're in Masechet Bava Yod Chet Amud Bet. We'll pick up now uh, seven lines from the top. We're coming full swing in the sugya. We'll pick up just in the middle of a line. Says the Gemara, Amar Lecha Rava Kimi Ba'aya Li. Rava says, the question that I had was specifically, my question, and we'll remind ourselves again what his question was, his issue, um, is uh, specifically according to the opinion of the majority view, that of hachamim against sumchus. In the context and situation of serorot, where there's an indirect damage caused in what we call regel, a flinging of a, a pebble of sorts, uh, in that circumstance, I wanted to know, says Rava, I want to know, whether the payment goes based on the way you would pay what we call shor mu'ad or regular regel or regular shen. In other words, min ha'aliyah, the full amount of damage. Over here, it's not full amount, it's half, but the full amount of half. You don't pay a penny less than what was damaged halfway. Uh, or, my question was, on the other hand, maybe since it's half damage, we go based on the standard half damage of shor tam, which means in this a crazy situation, which means to say uh, my uh, dog, uh, worth, uh, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars, scratched and made a considerable dent on uh, a very expensive car. In that situation, although the, I, the damage was, uh, I don't know, $20,000, $30,000, I'm not paying $15,000. I'm paying the value, nothing more than my dog, which scratched it. That's the question I had, says Rava. I, my question was specifically within the opinion of Hachamim, that, who maintain that when it comes to sirorot, that you're paying half. If you're paying whole, like Sumchus maintains, my question never arose. I was certain that the halakha would be min ha'aliyah. You're paying whole. You're paying whole entirely, no leniencies. But in the example that was addressed, that was brought in the case of the dog, which was moving the biscuit together with the coals, and we had two opinions, that of Rabbi Al-Azan, Hachamim, I will tell you, they weren't addressing my situation at all. Why not? Sevira lehu, excuse me, ben rabbanam ben rabbi al-azhar kisumchu sevira lehu. Da'amar serorot nezik shalem mishalem. Ta'ama mai amur rabbanan hatsi nezik deshane vela i'ad. The only reason that in their situation they disputed how much you pay with regards to the coal which burns the gadish, which burnt the uh, area of grain or of hay, is because not they maintain it was sirorot and you pay half for that. Everybody agreed in that situation you're paying full amount. Uh, their debate only was because they considered it a funny, different, atypical circumstance. The coal was put in the mouth of the dog. Uh, that's just not normal. It wouldn't hold a coal. That's what we would call Karen, and as a result, they had the following issue. Nothing to do with our issue. Their debate, their dispute, nothing to do with my question of serorot and half amount, etc. They resolve that, they go according to sumchus. They pay full amount and it's min ha'aliyah. This situation is a Karen Bershutanizak. Briefly stated, without giving a fancy situation of the dog and coals, the dog comes onto my property and uh, damages uh, something on my property. But that dog, 
was not a shor mu'ad. That dog was a shor tam. It has in the past not hurt anyone, but it came onto my property and attacks my dog, my cat, uh, damages my wall, my whatever. What's the halacha in such a situation? You'd say, the Torah says that when it comes to kidding, you pay half. Maybe, maybe in this situation, since it's on my property, you pay whole. Okay, so now let's pause for a second and understand that. We've reviewed this halacha several times. Now we need to understand it fully before we finish the sugya over here. It goes like this. There is a mahluk, and it's in a mishnah later on, between the bitarfon and hachamim. State it again, briefly. If there's kerin bershuta nizak, an atypical damage by an animal, by property of one, on the property of another. If it was done in, on Avenue U, on East 2nd, in the middle, any of the public areas, Hatzinezik, no question. What if it entered onto my property? Rabbi Tarfon says, over there, based on what he calls Kalvahomer logic, you pay full amount. Why would you pay full amount? He says, well, it goes like this. It's a Kalvahomer. If in Reshut Rabim on Avenue U, Shin and Regal, if it ate my produce, if it um, pleasured itself on my car, if it uh, trampled my stuff out in the public area, you pay zero. But kidding, if it has purpose uh, and mindfulness to damage and it does it in a public area, you pay half. It means kidding is more severe than shin and regel. All right. Uh, what about in Rishut Tanizak? What does shin and regel pay in Rishut Tanizak? A hundred percent. The Pasuk says, You're paying full amount. Well, you're going to tell me over there, kidding is what? Says Rabbi Tarfon, kidding must be higher than it was in the earlier case. In the earlier case, when it was in the public area, it was half, and Shin and Regal were, on the other hand, zero. In Rishuta Nizak, Shin and Regal are 100%, Kerin's also 100%. That's the claim, you can't really go there, you can't go that far. Uh, don't go that far, you know, yeah. Don't forget, the severe and the less severe is really within Kerin, that's important. In other words, you're right, we're comparing it to the others, but we're saying, Kerin in the less severe area, Rishut Tarabim pays half, in the more severe area, it's going to pay full. Uh, that much we can do. Uh, how do the Hachamim respond to that? Such a good claim. Go ahead. Why don't you say, if you go on Rishut instead of paying nothing, uh -huh. Very nice, very nice. So Nathan says, here's what Hachamim respond. Hachamim will give the full wording in a moment. We'll give the, uh, the example from the Torah in a moment as well. Hachamim disagree with Rabbi Tarfon, and here's their claim. They say, listen, you're learning that Kerin in a public area is half, and now you brought it into a private area, and it is question mark. It's either zero, half, or whole. It's, it's nothing, it's not going to be 150 percent, it's not going to be negative, you're not making money from it, all right. So, the Torah only says that Kerin is Hayav, and you want, first the Torah only says it in a public area, number one. Number two, the logic is there that it's only in a public area, potentially. In other words, this is an irregular thing, maybe I need to be more vigilant when I'm out in the public area, and the Torah says we want you to be vigilant in the more common area out there. Maybe not in Rishut HaYachid, you could find the logic of that sort. Say Hachamim, just technically speaking, you can't push it up 
higher than the circumstance that you're deriving it from. What do I mean by that? You're deriving, if Kedin is in one place, half, you can't tell me in the more severe case it's going to be zero. So what could I tell you? I could tell you it's going to be more. Hard to believe that. You can't actually logically prove it's going to be full. You could say if it's half in Rashut Rabim, as, as Alan said, it can't be zero. It's not going to be zero in Rashut Yahid in Rashut Nizak. But that will get it only to half. Nothing more than that. That's a principle known as, we'll translate the words in a moment, Dayo Lebamin Hadin Lihiot Kenidon. Din is a reference to logic. Dayo, like Dai, it's enough. It's enough for that which is derived from logic to be like the case it's derived from. It's derived from damage in Rashut Rabim. I know the law over there. I'm questioning what would the law be over here. You can't push it above what you know over there. That's too far. It's derived. No. That's Earlier in the Masech, you're going to get into all that business. Can't be. Rashut Nizak has to be. Uh, we're keeping things as I mean, we didn't specify that. Um, where's it derived from? Good question. I've got to give you credit. Um, well, where's this derived from? It's ironically derived from Pesukim, this concept at the end of Parashat Beha'alotecha. Here's the circumstance. Miriam speaks Lashon Hara about Moshe Rabbeinu. God says there's a punishment for her. She has sarat, and she needs to be outside of the camp. For how long? Seven days. And God gives the rationale. If her father spat in her face, if someone embarrasses his daughter, she's going to be embarrassed. At least seven days she's going to move herself out of the house and not be there. Therefore, Miriam should be out seven days. One second. Her father, seven days. HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 14 days, 700 days. We derive from that statement, which again, logically speaking, we can, we can understand. If the father would embarrass the daughter seven days, I can at the very least, and I'm not going to go further than that, say that by God it's going to be seven days as well. Back to our Gemara. So that's the Mahlokit. You need all that logic in mind for the next few, few lines in the Gemara. But the Gemara, so therefore, is at this point suggesting, Ravah tells us, the Mahlokit, the dispute between the Azar and Chachamim, Rashut HaNizak, I have to argue so, um, is in a situation of Kerin. It's in a situation of Kerin, and nonetheless, they dispute Nezik Shalem or Hatsi Nezik. Let's read in the Gemara. Says the Gemara, Emur de Shamat Le. Okay, one more time. Nezik Shalem Shalem. Vetama Maya Amur Rabbanan Hatsi Nezik. De Shane Vela Iaad. The reason, according to the Hakamim, in that case, which we read about, you're paying half, is because there was Shinui. Atypical. Kerin. Kerin. Even on my property, Hatsi Nezik. Ubi Plukta. Period. And the dispute between the Bilazar and Hachamim is the same disagreement as Rabbi Tarfon, that's Rabbi Lazar over here, and Hachamim, that's Hachamim over here. 
Now, one last additional detail. Don't forget what it says about this case. Everything, context over here. One more time, we have case number one. We're comparing it now to case number two, but we had an explanation to case number one. Case number one was the dog grabs the biscuit with the coal, takes it to my property, puts it down, and burns, right? Now, we changed that and we said it's really talking about it took the coal in its mouth and puts it down, and it's as a result, kidded. Mahlokit dispute, full amount, half amount. How is it being paid? How is it being paid? Well, that's why we brought this whole thing. That's how it came up over here. It's being paid nothing more than the value of the dog. One second, one second. Nothing more than the value of the dog. Even according to Rabi Al-Azhar, even according to Rabi Tarfon, Rabi Al-Azhar Rabi Tarfon are the rabbis who are telling us you're paying 100%, 100% with a leniency? How'd you get to 100% with a leniency? 100% with the leniency, it could come out as such a little amount. It damaged my whole field, but the dog is worth $1,000. I walked away with a thousand, but you got a full amount. It didn't do much for me. How'd you come up? It says the Gemara, Emur de shama'at lelir bitarfon nezek shalem migufo mi shama'at le? Question mark. I know the bitarfon has taught us, we discussed that, we reviewed it now, that keren bershut hanizak pays nezek shalem 100%. Migufo, that it pays only the value of its body and nothing more. Mishamatle, where'd you hear that? If anything, as I've said a hundred times, when you're paying a hundred percent, it makes sense. The Torah is telling you, you pay it entirely. Says the Gemara, in, indeed, we can suggest so. Mehecha mayetela, where did Rabbi Tafon derive his opinion from? Mikirin Bershutarabim. He learns this law from Kirin Bershutarabim, from if the animal gores in the public area, remember, he says if it's liable to half penalty there, in a private area it's going to be full penalty. And says the Gemara, Rabbi Tafon would tell you, I'm learning the law from if the animal gores irregular, atypical way out in the public area to the private area. It was half there, it's whole here, uh, but don't push it. Don't say that if it's birshuta rabim, it's coming migufo, it's paying nothing more than the value of the animal. In the shuta yahid, shuta nizak, it's gonna pay mina aliyah, we're not going to derive beyond that which it's liable in the shuta Says the Gemara, what are you talking about, Rabbi Tarfon? You're the one who doesn't, who doesn't use that logic. This is the Gemara, Rabbi Tarfon, let let the yo, question mark. Rabbi Tarfon, you let means in. You don't have that logic of Dayo Lebaminadin. Everything we just discussed, how to understand the Pesukim, Baha'alotecha, how to understand the law. That's all a Hachamim issue. Hachamim understand that. Bereshut Nizak, in a private area, kid and damages. You're paying half because of this fancy business called Dayo, enough, chalas, don't go further than that. That's only a Hachamim business issue. You can't suggest that in Rabbi Tarfon. Says the Gemara, even Rabbi Tarfon, ki let le Dayo. That's the end of the Gemara. Hard Gemara through and through to understand. We'll explain this final line and then we'll quickly and excitedly continue in the Gemara. Suggest the Gemara, the concept that Rabbi Tarfon accepts is that I'll take Dayo, which means I'm not going to extend the law beyond, say it again. Where the kalva, well, I'll accept it where the kalva homer wouldn't work without so. In other words, in my mind, it's got to be a kal and homer. In my understanding, it needs to be, if that's the lighter case, it's less. If this is the more severe case, it's got to be more. Lighter is bershut harabim, half. Bershut yahid is going to be 100%. 
that would stand ground and be logical using that kalva homer and su- suffice with that. You don't need to furthermore state that it has higher level than Rishut Rabim and Rishut Tanizak with regards to paying min ha'aliyah. Do you follow? Again, his statement suggests the Gemara's I fundamentally agree. There is such a concept. We don't need to go above and beyond that which we're learning from the, the Nathan suggestion from earlier. However, that's if it's going to what we say, what we call break the kalvahome. That's if it's going to say, I can't now compare them because dayo, it stopped everything up. Over here, I already compared them. I already derived, according to the Bitarfon, that in Rishuta Nizak, I'm paying full amount. I'll say at that point, suffice with that. We're not going to learn more than that with regards to the method in which you're paying. The joke is on the Nizak, I just want to point out, because the joke is on the Nizak. I imagine, I could be wrong, that in the vast majority of cases, the situation is going to be the item which is damaging is worth a whole lot less than the item which is damaged. So, that's crazy thing of it. We're ending like, we are standing at the end of this Gemara, we're standing, even according to the severe opinion, the mahmir opinion of Rabbi Tarfon, which is Kirin Bereshut Nizak Nezik Shalem, the atypical damage, it's only up to the extent of the item Gufo. That's what the Gemara says. That's how we ended on this. Okay, let's. Go ahead. Don't worry, I heard this through Minha yesterday from Mars Ben. Will you hear this? It's exactly his example. He said a little poodle worth $100. He said a Bentley, yeah. Speak for yourself. You know, some of us, we live a little bit more. So I'll take $200. Of my wife certainly, but she'll take $200 any day. I know, you say it's a joke. I understand. Listen, what Morris Bannon suggested yesterday to me is as much as we're protecting the person who got damaged, we also can't say that if you didn't, I think he said something like this, if you didn't, if you weren't entirely negligent, in other words, this is atypical, you're going to get messed over every time. So you're right, you're going to sometimes lose out. What if you have, what was, yeah, all right. Three days of circles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Early in the week, you said something about the immediate damage and the extended damage. You said, in other words, like, with, with the, with the dog, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's how we're imagining this whole case. That's how I want everyone imagining this whole case throughout. I'll explain it. It's the same thing. It's not like the, the, the cup got burned and then extended to the whole field and the whole barn and everything else. That's all goes for the same $200 or is it going to be two different things? The, very, very good. One more time. The, the immediate damage there's zero question about is a hundred, uh, one second, what? When it took the coal and it placed it down? He's saying the fire continues as well. No, if it took the coal and placed it down, that's Karen, and there's no, oh, there's the, and it brought on someone else's property. Yes, that's what we're talking about at the end of the day. Everybody's going to agree. If it took the coal, not the biscuit with the coal, not the more typical case. Again, we have to distinguish. Biscuit with the coal is, is what we call reg, that, that's one second, is what we call regil. If it's regil, the place where it got placed down into, 100% liability, not only 100% liability, you're paying from full amount that it did. 
Okay. Yes. On regel, we said biscuit with coal. If it's just coal in mouth, that's atypical, that's abnormal, you put it down, it's either 100% liability but only to the value of the dog, or it's half liability only to the value of the dog. The dog puts the coal into this cup and burns, and now this fire burns this whole room. It's exactly what you're buying the book. We're not checking the cup for many days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We'll try to work on it logically. Your case of Kedem, your case of Kedem, it's cold down. It's odd. It's not more odd. It's the first time your thumb doesn't matter. We're going that it's a short time, and that's the mahlokit. The mahlokit is between Rabbi Tarfon and Chachamim, Rabbi Lazar Chachamim, on short time, the Shutan Isaac, whether even when it's calm you pay full amount or not. <laughs> but it gets worse though, because even the guy who's a muad, no, no, in the sense of logic, even the guy who's a muad, if he starts doing sinarot on the shutan izak, it's the same problem. He's only muad for the kid. Right? You made, you made a, no, uh, a you. I know, but you can. I don't know. I'm just, oh, I understand what you're asking. Oh, okay, that's. That's the next issue we're going to address, and we, we no, 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 and we alluded to it already. Uh, Jared asked the following question. My animal does what's called regil. Regil is a normal action, right? Normal trampling action out on, not out on the private, on a public, on a private property. However, we said, throughout the Gemara, we keep repeating it, that according to Hachamim, you pay half if it flings pebbles. Flinging pebbles is still normal, still typical. For some reason or another, we have Al-Achal Moshe Messina tells me half. Uh, Jared said, but it did it three times. I said, come on. Your animal clearly flings pebbles, and that's a normal thing to happen. Is there something called mu'ad for sirorot or not? A moment ago, we quoted in the Gemara that that's a question of ravad. That's what we're going to return to. Perfect segue right now. Says the Gemara, back to that. Is there such a thing? Do you tell me on... What's that? We said it was ba'irava, and the Gemara thought that we could bring a conclusion that maybe that's mahlok al bilazan chachamim. We said, no, it's not, because he had a ba'ayah. Now we're going to deal with it. Give it a, it's our next sugya. Anything to the fact that you need to protect your land? In other words, you put a fence around the land. You didn't put a fence up here. No, he didn't. The guy had a fence. You protected it. You had the gold. He went out to your property. No? We never said anything about it. Who said you need a fence? I'm not saying there's no offense. I'm saying we never, we never did, nor do I think we ever do say that it depends whether you had a fence or not. As we say, the person should keep his item off of your property. I'm going to say the worst case. Your, your $100,000 car is even, you're at risk of losing the whole thing. Even when you're protecting your property, your fence is up, you couldn't get in for some reason, my dog got off your property. No, no, the only thing they agree is me gufo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's continue. We'll, we have plenty more time to, to get angry at the Gemara. Uh, says the Gemara, <laughs> says the Gemara here, um, uh, gufa, right? Uh, gufa, the end of the line over here. So I'm five lines before it gets uh, wide. Ba'i Rava, this was the question of Rava. Yesh ha'ada'a. Lisrorot or en ha'ada'a lisrorot. That's the question. Again, ha'ada'a is the fancy Aramaic word for mu'ad. Mu'ad milashon mu'ed, zeman, several times, forewarned. It's been several times that you've been warned to safeguard your animal. It's been doing these acts of damage and therefore 
full amount instead of half amount. When it comes to a short time doing kid-in business, goring, for example, did it three times, mu'ad, now the fourth time's full amount. What about in what we're calling sirorot? Jared just posed this question again. Your animal has been walking onto my property. It's been not only damaging uh, in terms of trampling, which of course you're paying full amount for, but it's been flinging pebbles as well and breaking my windows. Every time it happened, you only paid half, but it's happened three times already. Do you now pay full? Why don't we? We're in private. Regal is only in private. Regal is only in private. That's pasuk in the Torah. Question is, regal of sirorot. If it becomes mu'ad, must be a private. It goes without saying it's on private property, it's regal. So on a not private property? Zero from beginning until end. Crazy, but that's what it is. It's regal. Says the Gemara, on the one hand, I might say, lekerin middaminan le. Maybe it's similar to Kerin. The same way Kerin, the first three times half, but the f- fourth time it's full. So too, when it comes to Regal Sirorot. It's similar to it. I know it's called Regal. I know it's in the private domain. But ultimately speaking, the Torah is telling me, based on this tradition, paying half, it's similar to Kerin. Half, 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 whole. Now it's your fault. Or, or Dilma, or on the other hand, Dilma, I always believed from the Lashon of Dilemma, maybe, Tolada de Regelho. Maybe it's, oh, well, it's a derivative of regil. Regil doesn't have such distinctions. It's either half, apparently, or whole. There's no changing from half to whole. That is Rava's dilemma. Uh, don't kill the Gemara, Jared. It's going to do it again. Tashima, come and listen from the following. Beraita, hidus. If you haven't gotten used to the word hidus, you should by now. Hidus means the dancing chicken. If the chicken is dancing in an area and as a result it breaks whatever is underneath it, I don't know, a thin sheet of glass, uh, a fragile uh, clay, whatever the circumstance is, it breaks it. Oh, well, that is very clearly a normal action of the chicken to do, that's what they do, they walk around, they dance like that. But this Biraita says, one opinion says, Eno Mu'ad, the other opinion says it's Mu'ad. How could you say it's Eno Mu'ad? How could you suggest that the dancing chickens is considered kidding? Clearly it's not kidding. Clearly it's not, you can't explain it to Do you think this Biraita is actually referring to uh, chickens which are prancing around? Of course they'll be liable, the owner will be to 100% damage from time one. Normal action, broken in such a way. They didn't get any benefit from it. It's regal in a full sense of Ela Hides Hidus Vihitis. Rather, the case perhaps must be, Jared, we've done this two, three times already. I know you didn't like it the last time. You're not going to like it again. Rather, perhaps the case is it was walking, it's dancing, and it kicked a pebble. Oh, that's the mahlokit over here. What's the mahlokit between these two opinions? Again, one opinion says 100%. We call that mu'ad. The other opinion says, eno mu'ad, the first opinion, that's half. My love, kigon de ava telata zimne, mor savar yesh mor savar in There must be that the mahlokit is about this happened three times. You chicken the first time, it flung the pebble through its uh, dancing. Okay, second, okay, third time, half, 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 half. Fourth time. That's our question. That's Rabbi's question. This Biraita we're suggesting is telling us it's a mahlokit tanaim, whether yesh mu'ad bisrorot or not. That's what we're suggesting. That is, that's what we're suggesting is the case. We can't suggest it's a regular dancing case. It would be 100%, no dispute. It must be instead it's flinging pebble. Flinging pebble, uh, what's the mahlokah? Oh, the mahlokah must be, it happened three times. It's a question about the fourth time. I think it's 
Number one. Number two, even if we go with Hachamim, half might be the first three times. The fourth time, that's our question in the Gemara, it may have gone up to 100%. The reason we're so struggling with this is because it's Halachal Moshe because we don't have all the details. We got a tradition, you're paying half according to the Hachamim's tradition. Uh, what happens after three times? Do we compare it? Do we not compare it? That's why we had the last long sugya, harder than this one. Is it Migufor? Is it Minhaliyah? Is it a typical regel? Or is the Torah, is the Halachal Moshe Misenai telling me it's like Keren? Says the Gemara, Lo, that's not what's happening over here. Again, two opinions, no context for what they're actually disagreeing about. We're suggesting it's the flinging. We don't have a better suggestion. We thought it must be after three times. Simpler, simpler. Behadazimna, behadzimna. It's one time. Zeman, zimna, one time. Had one. Ubiplukta, kamiflige. So the mahlokin here in the Beraita about whether you're paying whole or you're paying half. Yes, yes, normal sirorot. First time, however, Sumchus maintains, again, Maharat's Hayut, how it is. But his tradition is 100%, even on first time fling. Hachamim's opinion is half. You can't prove anything to our issue. What's our issue stated again? Tzirorot of Regel, fourth time. Yesh ha'ada'ah, is it mu'ad or en ha'ada'ah? That's fourth time, first time half. Really? Let me just read to you a Gemara. Ba'erava, yesh ha'ada'ah lisrorot or en ha'ada'ah lisrorot? Amar Charlie, yesh ha'ada'ah. No, no, the Gemara's question. The Gemara doesn't know the answer. It wants to know when it's sirorot, the flinging off. Regil, after three times, 100% or not. On the one hand, uh, Mars Bannon, Halachal Moshe Misinai, half, 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 Regil, half. On the other hand, Kater Turkeren. Sumchu says even from time one, 100%. Correct. This question only applies according to the Hachamim. Rava's question applies only according to the Hachamim that Sirorot is half. After three times, what's the halacha? We suggested that was the context over here. We, dis- we, we suggested instead, we deflected it. It's talking about first time, and it's a mahlok et sumchus and Hachamim. <laughs> I gotcha. It's okay, good. He's in. Uh, these guys, these guys are two right next to each other, opposite mindsets. Uh, I got. There's no defense. Rava loves the hachami. Rava wants to. Hundred percent in hachami. After three times, do you now get a four a fourth time penalty? Halakha Moshe Misinai may. Like your namesake, you heard it, you were the Moshe B'Sinai. We don't know what Borei Olam said to Moshe. We don't know if he said first three times half or even fourth time half. You know even fourth time half. Rava wants to know, three times half, fourth time. Oh, God, the So we need evidence. We have logic both ways. Well said, Alan. We have logic to say it's like Keren, and therefore fourth time is 100%, or logic to say it's like Regel, and fourth time would be, we have, we have a Mars versus Charlie. The guy that doesn't lose, it's always a baby. 
What's that? Oh, Tzad Tamut Bim Koma Omed. We're not even paying attention to that for now. It's Rabbi Uda's opinion. We'll come back to it. We want to know 100%, and then we'll take that into account, you know? Okay, says the Gemara Tashima. Let's come and listen to the following. I like the way he said it. It's always a baby in, in us. That's the best way to understand it. Tashima, come and listen to the following proof. Uh, the Beraita teaches. Behema Shehetila Gilalim Leisa. Uh, it's not the greatest thing to think about, but what can I tell you? You want me to make a graphic? I'll make a graphic. The cat jumps up in the kitchen onto the uh, dough, and it relieves itself over there. The cat is not my cat. The cat's my neighbor's cat. Jumped into my house onto my my our uh, dough, my wife's dough, and uh, it, it relieves itself over there. Well, on the one hand, it caused the damage. On the other hand, maybe, and we're going to assume for now, the uh, relieving itself is indirect. Why is it indirect? Well, after all, it's not the feet that did it. It's not the mouth that did it. It's not the body of the animal. It's something that came forth from the animal. Even though it's from the animal's body, for the moment, we're going to assume that's just like Sirorot. The Gemara is assuming it's no different than, uh, than flinging pebbles. All right, all right, hold that thought. Says, the Gemara, says, uh, says what we think might be a Beraita. Uh, Rashi will tell us, we'll read the Rashi, not today, but uh, Rashi will tell us this proof, these opinions are not Tanaim. I called it a Beraita a moment ago. He says, but look at the name, Rav Yehuda. If you're sensitive at this point to Gemara terminology, Mishnayot talk about Rabbi, and Gemara talks about Rav. Ribbi were rabbis from Eretz Israel who had what's called semicha. They got that uh, designation, Ribbi. Uh, in uh, Bavel, when, uh, at a later period, when you didn't have semicha, then they're Rav. So the fact that we're quoting someone named Rav Yehuda makes us believe that we're not talking about a Beraita. That will become... There were, even during the time of the Gemara, well said, uh, rabbis who were Ribbi, Ribbi Ohanan. They uh, were living in Israel and they received this, this semicha. That's why this is confusing. And that's why tomorrow hopefully we'll address in Rashi how he gets confused and then he resolves it about this statement thinking that it's the same Rabbi Al-Azhar that we mentioned earlier to be continued. But anyway, Tashima Behema Shehetila Gilalim Isa. So the a scary a situation, the animal jumps up onto the counter and relieves itself into the dough. Rav Yudaumir, Meshalem Nezik Shalem, Rabbi Al-Azhar Omer, Okay, so it's Mahlog between Rav Yehuda who says full amount and Rabbi Al-Azhar who says half amount. Oh, what's the situation? We're assuming for the moment, Jesse, I'll have to excuse it for a moment, that this everyone agrees is serorot. This is indirect. Even though the animal directly relieves itself, it's relieving itself. The damage is being done through the excrement of the animal, what we call the gilalim, not by the animal's body itself. My love, kigon de'avad What should we probably suggest? Kigon, for example, de'avad, that it did, telatas, which the tafatashin, three, shelosha zimne times. Must be this is the fourth time. What's the mahloki between Rav Yehuda who says half and uh, Rabbi Al-Azhar who says whole? Mor savar yesh ha'ada'a Mor savar en ha'ada'a And the mahloki it is about whether on the fourth time in Sirorot of Regal you're paying a hundred percent or not. We're going to read the deflection today and return to this tomorrow. Lo says the Gemara Behad zimna This time Jared will have an answer to your question what was the Gemara thinking because they'll help us with what they were thinking but says the Gemara initially no 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 that can't be the dispute well, that's not the dispute that's what it looks like there's two opinions everybody's got to agree that it's talking about Sirorot why would you hold a hundred percent I thought we have Halakha Moshe Sinai that it's half says the Gemara the Mahloka between Rav Yudan and Bil Azar 
Azar is Rabbi Al Azar maintains like Sumchus, and Rav Yehuda's opinion is like Hachamim. Rav Yehuda says half. First time, of course, maybe fourth time it's all, but first time is half. And Hachamim, excuse me, Rabbi Lazar holds a hundred percent, holds a hundred percent like, um, like uh, I messed it up. Uh, Rabbi Lazar holds Hatzinez. Right, and Rabbi Lazar holds, uh, uh, um, what's it called, Hatzinezik. If you'll just hold your finger on the place for a second, and again, so what does it say over here? Rabbi Lazar omir Hatzinezik, right? You see those words? If you trace all the way up on the page, Two, four, one second. Nezik Shalem, Nezik Shalem. Okay, no, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar, Omer I made a mistake. Rabbi, there's no Rabbi, it's Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Lazar, Nezik. Put your finger, no, no, but Mars, hold it for a second. Three lines down in the wide lines, put your finger on Rabbi Lazar, Omer Nezik. Now, count from the top of the page with me. Two, four, six, eight, nine. Nine lines from the top, which is the words we started the day with. Aval hacha ben lerabbanan ben lerbilazar kesumchu sevira lehuda amar serorot nezek shalem meshalem. Does everyone see those words? That was Rava's words, where he said Rabbilazar holds like sumchu 100 percent, and Rabbilazar over here seems to hold. So this long Rashi, half of it, he's dealing with that issue. We'll return to this tomorrow. Amen. Amen.